Welcome, everybody. Welcome to the Legendarium Podcast. I'm Craig, your host. We're talking about Before They Were Hanged. This is part two. And the dirty secret about all this is that none of it matters. LOL. I think we're done here. Right? No? This is the last time we can do a Grimdark series. Apparently. Oh. <laughs> Craig straight into melancholy here. Oh, man. No, okay. I am Craig, your host. We're talking about Before They Were Hanged. It's part two of the whatever this trilogy is called. First law. First law. That's what it is. Turns our episodes um, into grimdark episodes. I, I will say, before we do anything else, I will say, uh, spoiler alert, so if you've not read the book, go read the book, et cetera, et cetera. We are going to spoil everything starting approximately right now because I need to introduce my co-panelists here. See, he and Prince Ladislaw have at least one thing in common. They both deserve to be pushed off a cliff. It's Ken Johnson. That's about right. I don't even try to, <laughs> I don't even try to deny it. <laughs> And an hour with him may be better than a fight with the Bloody Nine, but if so, only just barely. It's Ryan Bruckman. <laughs> and both end very disgusting and painful. <laughs> There's a lot of fluids yeah. uh, involved. Uh -huh. and you're just, okay. Are we describing a fight with the Bloody Nine or sex with him? Jeez. Either way. Speaking of which, <laughs> uh, wow, okay. Well, we'll get there, I guess. Uh, that, that was Ken. Yeah. <laughs> with the, you know, hey, you know what, though, Ken? You're making strides. He can now say the word sex. This yeah. was not true. I could always say it. Uh, jury's out. Eh. Let's go back and listen to some early episodes of the show. <laughs> All things being equal, I'd rather do it than say it. So, whatever. I'm, I'm going to just leave that for now. Okay, so. Um, you created the monster, Craig. Sorry. How many backs does it have? Never mind. Okay, guys, <laughs> I, I want to encourage everybody to go to thelegendarium.com where you can uh, check out past episodes and find them grouped by author and by subject. You can also go get the link there for our Discord server. That's essentially our comments section uh, for these episodes and for everything else. If you want to just hang out with a bunch of uh, fantasy and sci-fi fans, then please go there. Uh, and if you appreciate what, what we do, which you shouldn't, because you, nobody should ever appreciate anything at any time for any reason, because none of it matters, but you could still go to patreon.com because you know what else doesn't matter? Your money. Throw it away in our general direction. Craig, right? how do you feel about nihilism? <laughs> Ken, before we get to my thoughts on nihilism... How about we get a recap of part two of Before They Were Hanged? Oh, man. Before How, They Are Hanged, sorry. Before They Are Hanged. And uh, it's crazy. Things change so radically in this part that you'd think that this part was written by Ryan Johnson. It, it's such a mess. It's just, just a mess. In the, <laughs> oh, there you go. He got it. Ryan does not like oh, that. No, I didn't I appreciate it. it. it you know, but, and also. You're not wrong, but I also still. It's, <laughs> speaking it's like of hitting things, the pinata on the ground already broken. There's no yeah. point in doing that. <laughs> hey, speaking of things that are unexpected, only, only people watching on YouTube right now can fully appreciate Ryan's, <laughs> Ryan's mustache. mustache. Yes. He's doing a show, so he has to have the perv stash, and it is a sight to behold. Oh, so man. I, it's not that nothing matters. There is something in this world <laughs> worth fighting for. We got to get and Todd. it is the privilege of shaving Ryan's mustache. Off. <laughs> we got to get Todd and Ryan on this couch so we can get a two shot of their mustaches. <laughs> All right, sorry, Ken. Go on. All right, in the south, superior Glocks, the superior Glockta. Dang, say that twice. Still in Degaska with the Gurkish, reflecting on life until he's abruptly called home, leaving Degaska to the Gurkish. It's a uh, part of a bigger political machination back in Adjua. People dead. Blah blah blah. It just feels like twenty-five chapters of wasted effort, except for the making a new friend and the uh, what chest full of 
jewels and money. That was kind of nice. In the north, worthless Prince Ladislaw tries to get forcefully frisky with the blacksmith girl and gets a ride on SkyWest Airlines for his trouble. <laughs> Just call him West. It, yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's only... It's, it's, uh, by explaining. the way, thanks for explaining the joke it's so re- that I could be sure that it wasn't funny. It's a regional <laughs> joke, people. <laughs> Really, no great loss and easily glossed over when Colin West and his merry band of barbarians catch up with the main body of the Union Army. This really is where most of the exciting stuff in part two happens. West and crew catch up with the main army just in time for the big battle with Bethard's horde led by super scary big tattooed guy. Just as we stopped that, wondering where he had gotten to. Was that the guy from the first book? Yeah. yeah. That was Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. Who just disappeared. Yeah. And now he showed up again. That hey, was, awesome. Okay. Yeah, we can talk about that. So, yeah, he goes ripping through Union forces, destroying all comers, one-man wrecking crew, until Three Trees and the gang tell him no more. He gets Three Trees back to the mud, pour one out for our homie. It's kind of sad. But Dogman and the others send him running, but not before they lose Dogman's new girlfriend. Sad Colonel West is sad because he wanted to hit that. And they pick up a new group of disillusioned Bethard partisans. That will be fun later. Elsewhere in the West or wherever... The fellowship of the empty box ends up. Uh, Baez is now awake. Giselle is now ugly, which gives him a transitory new perspective on life. Logan gets himself a girlfriend, and they fight some Trollocs or Orcs or whatever they are. And we find out that all the conflicts lead back to one big grudge match between Magi, who don't believe in following the rules. The Mage Kalul or Kalul or whatever violated the second law by creating the Eaters, and now he's leading them to take over the uh, South region. So Baez is leading Can- the... How dare you? How dare you Uh-oh. make a joke about Kalul or Kalul or whatever and not make a Kali joke? Dang it. Kali. Oh, yeah, missed it. Yeah. Prepare to I'm, meet Kalul in hell. I'm human. <laughs> okay, sorry, go on. All right, so Baez is leading the fellowship to find the rock which can stop the eaters somehow. The only problem is they've been chasing a false lead and they basically went on a trip for nothing. Nothing. This whole thing didn't matter at all. So... Here are your questions for things that don't matter. Is letting the Queen of Merchants going to come back and bite Glockner in the butt? Um, any guesses on who Pike is? Because I have a guess. That became that was interesting for a minute. And uh, do we really believe that Marshall Burr is just sick and that he wasn't poisoned or something? Because I he's coughing up black stuff. That I think he was poisoned. I don't think he's just sick. That was me. And uh, that's really all I got, except for I wanted to put in a Logan nine seconds joke somewhere. But so here it is. <laughs> all right. Here's the ingredients for Thanks, it. Ryan, yourself yeah. at home. <laughs> Did we? Okay. Sorry. You had questions. Go back to your questions. Uh, at questions. The end, right? uh, Glockner lets the Queen of Merchants go. Oh, is that going to? Because yeah. he's got some sentimentality all of a sudden. That's going to come back to bite him in the butt, right? Or is it going to help him? It's it's yeah. the only yeah, okay. Uh, Being grimdark, I feel like it's going to bite him from, in the butt. Yeah, from from my perspective right now, as a as a normal person with a regular sense of morality, mm-hmm. um, I want to say that Glockta's storyline is about the only enjoyable one at the moment um, because he is funny um, in a kind of dry, very very dark <laughs> humor <laughs> kind of way. He's yeah. funny, um, and so there is that. The it, there was we can talk about how the storyline wrapped up or seems to have wrapped up, but at least there was something going on with like, Hey, we're going to try to save this city. And there were a lot of, uh, you know, as you say, Ken machinations going on yeah. with the defense of Degaska. Um, and so there was interesting stuff going on all around him, but he also from the first book has been realizing that, Oh, I may not be as bad a person as I've always 
imagine myself right. to be. Um, and so there are just glimmers of that that come out like when he lets what whatever her name is go. I, I, yeah, I can't remember her name. She's the queen of merchants or the Spicer's Guild or whatever. Or, I, yeah, I can't yeah. remember. Um, anyway, and so there there are little moments like that where, okay, so I, I like watching him improve and, and uh, try to be at, at least <laughs> his version of a decent human being. Um, however, <laughs> at, at the end of book two of this three book uh, series, I'm thinking, no, Abercrombie's not going to let us watch this person get rewarded for his good behavior. He's he's going to go full Martin and, you know, something horrible is going to happen. It's going to be kind of like when at the end of part one, um, he he at least gets this, the the um, he roots out the conspiracy and gets the pieces in place to to protect the city right and everybody's like you idiot <laughs> don't you understand you've doomed us all by saving by us saving all. us yes um it's going to be something probably along those lines um and i'm really really looking forward to it <laughs> wow yeah i gotta say i i feel a bit like um i i feel a bit like stephanie right now um now <laughs> on it, the on the, on the uh, Expanse, Expanse episodes. episodes. So anybody who's listening to our Expanse episodes, they know that... Uh, what are you guys on? Like book eight? Or book something? eight. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so you guys... Well, uh, we've, we've, we've wrapped up book eight. Okay, you've wrapped yeah. up book eight. So eight books in, and I want to say it was about book four or something like that when Stephanie was just like, you know what? I'll keep reading, but I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> That's where I'm at. I, I honestly, like, I, I kind of mentioned it last time. Well, no, I definitely mentioned it last time. I don't care. He hasn't given me any reason to care. And that has continued in such a way that I know that he's doing this on purpose. And I kind of feel like, okay, Joe, I'll take you at your, uh, I'll, I'll meet you on your level and not care. I don't care. I don't mm -hmm. want to read these books. If it weren't for the show, I wouldn't be reading them anymore. I'd be done, but I will finish out the trilogy. Mm -hmm. So this um, is, a, this is a level of uh, animation against a series that I haven't seen from you in a while. Yeah. I feel like this, it's a little bit, um, it's a little bit reminiscent of how I felt about Robin Hobb yeah, when we read Robin Hobb. That, yeah. that was maybe the last time I, I read something where I was I actively disliked it. But the thing about Robin Hobb was that we got to the end of the trilogy and I at least was able to go, okay, I, I, I see what she was doing and I can appreciate the skill involved. And there are definitely those things going on right now as well. And we'll see how I feel at the, at the end of book three. Um, but as of right now, I don't care and I don't want to keep reading. Not to say I won't keep reading, but I don't want to. Maybe and by so. book three, it'll give you that same sense of, okay, I can see where you're going with this. Yeah. I remember at the end of the last episode, you guys were talking about, I don't remember exactly what it, how it came up or whatever, but it was specifically, I specifically mentioned saying, I'm interested to see how you react to the end of this book because you were wanting answers for things and you just, you weren't getting them. And I was like, <laughs> you were talking specifically about the box going right. and going out to the thing. And then, cause I'm like, I, I knew how this one wrapped where Baez, they get what they're yeah. out for. And he's like, this isn't it. And it's like, this whole two book journey has been, has been worthless. Nothing. It's a one book journey. It was, yeah. it was one book of, Hey, we're thinking about going on a journey. What do you think? Uh, okay. And then it was a book of let's go on a field trip. <laughs> yeah, and then we, then we went on the journey. Uh, and then at the end of the journey, it was, yeah. By the way, did anybody else as they, they sailed out to this Island, um, this like cursed island with the shale rock mm -hmm. and the whatever. I, 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 I couldn't quite picture exactly what it was, 
but in my head, it was the little island in Willow where he meet, meets Finn Rizal. <laughs> oh. <laughs> something like that. Um, anyway, so uh, that's just a little. I'm going to confess something. I've never seen Willow. <sighs> I just showed it to my kids yeah. like a week or two ago, and uh, they they loved it. Yeah. it. It's what a delightful movie. Uh, okay, yeah. you guys, I I don't want to. I I don't want to go. Just you go. Somebody go. <laughs> I don't want to go. I will say. The journey has not been very fulfilling, but the characters I don't hate, especially mm-hmm. the men in the north, the the barbarians, because they're I don't know they're they're resigned to the fact that life is crappy, but they haven't let them get it down. They haven't let the fact get them down. You know what I mean? They just they kind of keep their attitude and they go on about their business, and life is still good, even if life is bad. You know, it, it's not it. They're they're the embodiment of the the journey might suck, but your attitude is what directs whether or what uh, dictates whether it sucks or not. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And and I feel like they're just they're the bright spot in this entire series. So interesting that you say that. I was thinking about this uh, today as I wrapped up the this section or I guess this book, and I was thinking about all the different characters and how I feel about them, and I, I kind of mentioned how I feel about uh, Glockta. Yeah. I haven't talked about the others. Don't, but don't mistake. I love Glockta. Well, no, anyway. let, let me let me make my point here, which yeah. is that um, I among the bright spots, and there there are several. It's not like I hate everything about these books. I just you know yeah. Among the bright spots is that yeah, I do like the way that he draws his characters and their interactions are interesting, and um, and so it's like chapter by chapter, I'm I'm drawn along by the characters, right? With the exception of the Northmen, um, because they're just not interesting they're not colorful they're they're all kind of basically the same in my mind uh, by this part of the series okay. they don't um as you say ken they've kind of resigned themselves to nihilism you yeah. know uh, you know i guess we'll just go somewhere else where we're needed to chop some heads off and <laughs> one day we'll die and and then the rest of us will keep going or whatever um and their personalities aren't differentiated enough in the way that like the fellowships are, as we're calling them, mm-hmm. um, for me to be interested in their journeys, in their adventures. Yeah. Um, okay. So does that make I, sense? I can actually see that. And maybe it's the inclusion of, of West who provides a little bit of a contrast okay. to them that, that makes them more interesting to me. I'm not sure. But you're not wrong is, uh, is my point. They, they are kind of... Like when the three trees, so three trees dies at the end of the book uh, in the battle with the giant, whatever, the feared, the, tattoo, the, the feared, the feared, the feared. Yeah. Um, he dies in that battle and they put him in the ground and it kind of, it felt like it was, you know, it, all these hardened Northern warriors are, are kind of crying around his grave and it felt like this moment. And I was like, wait, which one was three trees again? Cause they're, they're undifferentiated in my mind. Um, okay. We get a little bit of POV from Dogman, And so, I at least have seen a little bit into his head, but it's an uninteresting mind. Um, <laughs> it's a simplistic there's, mind. There's nothing much going on there, yeah. um, at least as I read it. Ryan, you look um, like uh, you might disagree. Just a little bit. Um, it's the. I think it is more subtle, their differences, because they all come from the same culture, the same focus. The mm-hmm. We don't have the big, the the more obvious differences. Yeah, you have it's, with it's the, not the fellowship, the fellowship yeah. That sort of thing. Um, but it is interesting if you look at each of each of the Northmen and their names and their titles and kind of 
who they are in the group. Three Trees was their leader for the longest time. Um, he was the, like the one that they all considered to be a good man. Um, it's there. I think there are there are enough subtle differences between each of those uh, Northman characters that you you should be able to hopefully and maybe it's not not written well enough to do that, but to know uh, if I say Black Dow, you know this much different about he's, him. He's slightly two. more evil than the rest of the yeah, group. Yeah, he's got the, the stronger bloodlust. You know, Dogman has the scent ability. That's why his name is Dogman. He's Man. the tracker, yeah. And he's always, he's got a sense, like, he's the one who's uh, got that sense of, I'm not quite, I'm not leader material. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm just here to be part of this, but ends up being the leader mm-hmm. type thing. Uh, I actually like, I like the Dogman storyline and the fact that at the end of this one, he becomes the new clan chief as they bring in Shivers and all the Bethod group that are uh, kind of yeah. defecting from him. Uh, because the other two were like, I can't follow him, I can't follow him. To me, it's really interesting, The part of the Northman story that I like the most is the fact that how are these people staying together when a single, it feels like a single instance or one death in that group breaks them apart and they kill each other. They all hate each other that much. Like, I don't understand how this group, yeah, like how this group stays together is what makes that storyline interesting to me. And it's always their leader that holds the kind of everything together. So when you lose one, like losing three trees, like how does this stay together? It starts out with them losing Logan in the first book, and how do they figure out? Well, three trees takes over and takes the lead, and everyone's like, "Okay, we're fine with this. We'll make this work." Yeah. And now the dog man's taken over, and we've got a whole new group here in this. I, I find their story interesting on on that level. I think it's there, but if you aren't really invested in that little aspect, then I can see this storyline being like very bland. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a, an okay word for it. Yeah, feels bland. Uh, there's exciting things happening around them, you know, with Callum West and, and the battles and whatnot. Mm. Um, but but as a group, they're bland. Um, Which, by the way, yeah. I am. I loved uh, Callum West earning his name Furious and then oh, chucking yeah. the king off the cliff. And then what? Chucking the king off the cliff. Uh, the prince, yeah. The that, prince. that was yeah. my favorite part. I was like, <laughs> okay, you're going go. for it, right? That's a good, that's a good guy. That's... It's the bad thing, but a good guy. <laughs> well, you know, I got, I got to say, I'm, I'm, I, I don't know that I would have made a different decision in his yeah. position. It's, you know, it, there, there's something to be said for. Uh, actually, it kind of feeds into what Logan has been doing with his group. You know, we talked about this last time. The mm-hmm. what is it? Small gestures in time, or what? Whatever phrasing he has on that, um, it can work the opposite way as well where Prince Ladislaw has been, it's just one brick in the wall after another of I'm a complete, uh, gosh, okay, we have a family-friendly podcast. Yeah. (laughs) I am am a jerk. Yeah. (laughs) Let's put it that way. Um, He's a terrible person. He treats everybody around him terribly. He's self-centered. He's dangerous. He's, you know, uh, potentially sociopathic, Mm -hmm. you know, in his self-centeredness. Um, and has proven himself to to never ever make the right decision ever, and you know he's putting other people in danger. He's he's led thousands of soldiers to their deaths and what you know. So yeah. one brick after another, and then he tries to rape. Um, what's her name? Uh, starts to see Kalth- Kalthus. Yeah, Kal Kalthus or whatever. Uh, yeah, uh, some somebody will correct us. It's fine. Um, and and so know. it's like you know what. <laughs> Uh, from Callum West's perspective, it's like that. That's you know what the wall is complete. 
congratulations, you've put the last brick in there. And and that's when he shoves him over the cliff. Cathel, right. Cathel, Cathel thank you. Um, anyway, so it's uh, so it is interesting to watch his ultimate destination. And and it is um it's one instance in these books where it's like, oh, the terrible person got his just desserts. Yep. Right. So it does happen. Well, Dying, am I falling off a cliff with your pants around your ankles? <laughs> <laughs> and my favorite response is three trees walks up, looks, pats him on the shoulder, like yeah, and walks <laughs> seems, off. Seems like, about right. That's a, that, that's yeah, right. Absolutely. Uh all right. Well by the way, we did get some uh Discord questions but they're all things that i've already ranted about uh chesky chesky <laughs> wanted to know if our expectations are being met <laughs> which i assume he typed out with a laugh yeah. <laughs> um and predictions for book three and then jafu says um i assume you'll get to this anyway but how did you feel about their quest being completely pointless so yeah we, <laughs> yeah. we got to it i appreciated we, that's the one thing i will appreciate about your uh ryan johnson quip is that i feel it's very akin to the canto bite sequence yeah uh, in Last Jedi, so what? What is the, the you go on this whole quest journey that means absolutely nothing? Oh my gosh! Yep. Uh, except it was an entire book, and and now <laughs> we, we can we can probably get back to the discussion we were having. I guess it would have been at the end of book one about the structure of the trilogy and how honestly this is it's this is one book. Um, it, but it's it's kind of chopped into three pieces and given titles, right? And that's what somebody um, warned us about in the first book is that you've got to see this as a big long one, yeah, one story in three books type thing. And I guess I guess this is what we're seeing. So yeah. can you imagine finishing this book and having to wait a year or two years to get to the, oh, the third one? Gosh, <laughs> I the thing is, by the time and and I I I'm not being flippant. I'm being very serious. Based on what I said earlier, if I were reading these at the time they were published. I would have forgotten about it other than that I didn't care for it. Mm -hmm. I, I wouldn't have ever read book two and I certainly wouldn't get to book three um, because I wouldn't, you know, I, I would say, yeah, I've got better things to do and better things to read and whatever. Blah, blah, blah. That's all I feel about said, what's his name who wrote the name of the wind or whatever. Oh, Rothfuss. Rothfuss. Yeah, him. That's yeah. But I, I think this is interesting because I still think this is a really good series. Oh, I know. And yeah. Like, yeah. And on rereads, I'm really interested. Because I'm going to say non-spoilery. <laughs> it's not about the destination. <laughs> okay, sorry. Say that again. It's not about the destination here. It's not about like it's about the journey. Okay, okay, okay Brandon. <laughs> Life before death, now, man. Okay, so but there's when this whole thing wraps and we look back. I think you'll have you'll have some feelings. You'll have lots of feelings. We'll put it that way. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. But that and being said, you can't bank on someone getting to the end to pay off all of this much work that's to get what, there. That's yeah. what I wanted to get at exactly. with this this idea of it being one book is if this is one book, and it is, it is <clears throat> too long. It's too <laughs> long. Now, I want to actually, I was thinking about the Wheel of Time, and I'm for those who haven't read it, don't worry, I'm not going to spoil anything about The Wheel of Time, but there's a, a common um, uh, perceived nature to the middle of the series, right? The slog, they call mm -hmm. it. And I, as I was thinking about this series, about First Law, I was thinking about The Wheel of Time and, and about the slog because I, I was thinking, well, we read long stuff all the time. My favorite 
book is the Lord of the Rings, you know, 400,000 words, right? I, it's not that long things terrify me or something or, or put me off. Um, but there's something about like in the, in the slog in the wheel of time, those books in kind of that middle part of the series, they all run together and they're the weakest books generally understood are probably the ones with, and I know I'm going to get in a little bit of trouble for this, but, uh, but they're the ones with the, the weakest endings and the most kind of continuation, just, mm -hmm. just straight continuation, you know, from the last page of whatever it is, book eight to the first page of book nine. And, you know, we're not going to get into the structure of the wheel of time here, but does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Where many of the books, most of the books in the wheel of time, yes, they're part of this overall story, but as a book, they have a beginning, a middle and an end. There's a point to them and you get a resolution and, and whatnot. And so, yes, it's 15 books long, but for the most part, you get an actual book when you're holding it in your hands, right? Um, and so that's the kind of thing I'm talking about here. If you're going to hand me three books and say, here are three books, um, you got you to gotta del deliver. Mm -hmm. This is part of why I prefer to read The Lord of the Rings in single volume uh, versions, right? Um, I, I less enjoy having three different volumes in my hand, in, I think in part because of this sort of thing. I don't know. That makes sense. All right. All right. Oh, by the way, Jesse L on Discord mm -hmm. said, I'm waiting with glee for the quest reaction. <laughs> <laughs> well, that just came in. Well, there you go. Uh, okay. So, <laughs> so was I. So was I. <laughs> <laughs> so should we maybe talk about that, the the quest? I mean, we, we've mm -hmm. mentioned it in uh, high-pitched tones and my frustrations and all that, but let's talk about the quest, okay? Okay. So... There are exciting moments that I quite enjoyed when uh, Logan and Pharaoh uh, get uh, sucked under a, a cavern. They're, they're in the cavern. Yeah, they fall and, in the ravine and they um, have to and, fight the... And then the Bloody Nine comes out. Uh, so that was a great moment in part because it seems like my theory from the first half of the book is confirmed. or If not confirmed, it's being strongly suggested that I was right that when the bloody nine comes out that is in fact not logan, logan. yeah that's mr hyde taking over right basically. and um and i, I think don't... i think my theory was because he's able to talk with spirits he has some connection with the other side there's like a possession thing going on of some kind so and i know ryan you can't like confirm or deny but it seems like that i'm on the right track I, right i think you have picked up on all the clues and everything that is laid out for you so far yep. <laughs> okay <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. All right. What 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 about you guys? Uh, good good moments, bad moments from the the quest, the journey. I liked a lot of the storytelling exposition. Um, you get to know more about the magi. That, and yeah. Everything and the, we we get to more campfire talks. Yes. I I didn't the magi stuff aside from the fact that we find out that all of this is set up by a grudge match between Baez and Kalul. Kalul. Mm -hmm. Kali Ma. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> um, when I find that out, I'm like, I, I, that kind of left me going, oh, that's, but they, they, but why, the why, other, why, why is that disappointing to you? I guess, no, I guess I, I, disappointing isn't the right word, but when the other may, the other maid shows up and he and Baez have that talk and they start throwing out names of other mage, I am like, I don't care about any of these names. Mm. And then I find out that Kalul, um, 
forms to eaters and now there's there's purpose behind this that was actually a little bit more interesting to me i don't know i did it, it was a bunch of stuff that happened in the past that now is supposed to dictate how i feel and i i wasn't interested i guess yeah. is the point i'm more interested in what's happening now and so i i assume that they're going to find the real seed somewhere in book three and that's going to be there's going to be some battle between the eaters and the the seedlings or something i don't know but at this point honestly i'm not sure that they will yeah i, maybe. I mean uh, i think it was chesky asking for predictions for book three and that would be a good one will they find the seed yeah will and they? so your your assumption here is that yeah the, the, i mean it'll be like uh you know maybe a hard right turn like they did in harry potter 7 or something right right <laughs> like <laughs> right it'll just be a very different looking quest um uh, my assumption is that it'll be a harder right turn and that it, the whole uh, that all of book two will have not mattered other than the um the strengthening and weakening of relationships within the group sure basically everybody else is is bonding with logan and everybody is hating Baez more by the end of the book right i could see that i'm still very interested to see what the deal is with malicus Kwai because that guy just gets more and more weird and even when the other maid shows up and points out that he is weird you know <laughs> like oh okay this is so this isn't just my imagination this is actually something that's going to matter hey ken let me ask you a question okay how old is malicus kwai i don't know i get the i expect he's probably older than i make him out to be but he strikes me as an apprentice like teenager right you know because the word apprentice is used right. and maybe because of the way he's presented in the first book but uh, I, introduced in the first book yeah but Mage, um, i have longevity so maybe he's right. 50 60 who knows that's it. so yeah the reason i bring it up is because the impression i was getting in this section was of somebody who has been under bias for a long, long time long yeah. time um so well, anyway, I'm, that's it. Kind of just feeds into this, like you say, yeah. um, his possibly murderous intent or whatever. His just general creepiness. He could be sick of it, and there is precedent for it because Baez uh, ditched his first uh, his first uh, mentor to go run with Juvens. Juvens, right? Or yeah. was it Juvens that he ditched to go run with Canadians? Yeah, he ditched Juvens See, the, the, for Canadians. So many names. Yeah. I just I don't know. So it's, I mean, and this could be the the next generation of that happening. Is like I'm sick of you, Baez. I'm going to go join uh, Kalul. And be an eater now, you know, or something. You know, there's there's something to this idea of the, the campfire chats that Ryan brings mm -hmm. up um, and where they are placed in the story and where we get the information. Um, uh, the phrase I keep coming back to as I read the book is, okay, thanks, too little, too late. <laughs> um, you're not going to make me care now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's, right. it's too late. Um, but I, I can see how he he I mean joe abercrombie had this idea for a story with you know all these chess pieces laid out and, and you know so he had this outline and you get that kind of chapter two info dump of okay here are the stakes and here's where we're gonna set that up and much like uh ye old uh, ryan johnson mm -hmm. he says i'm gonna subvert your subvert your expectations um and he just takes that info dump and puts it way 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 too late in the story i can appreciate you trying to do something different i i can but mm. this just doesn't work for me yeah so like i said last time i like the info dumps um i i, I as we're getting them i am realizing that oh no i really appreciate those and it can feel a little bit cheesy if it's early in the book and 
you know, Alanon is coming to Shay and Flick and saying, here's the, the quest that we're going to go on for the Sword mm-hmm. of Shannara, um, and here's why. But there is something to, okay, give me the stakes. Tell me why I care. Right. Um, and then tell me the story. I've gone through too much story with nothing to care about, no reason to care about any of these characters or any of these events. Um, that now that I'm getting the info dumps, I'm like, okay, cool, great lore, too little, too late. Um, at this point, Ryan, right. I'm finding <laughs> go that for it. Book two is harder to talk about in this group because the because you just want to get to know, the end of three. Well, it's well, yeah, it's trying without giving away anything that's, that's coming yeah, or yeah. why yeah. because a lot of the things in but, but this that you, made it enjoyable are things that I it's because I have the full picture right and that's yeah that that's tough to balance out in in trying to discuss it um yeah it's why I I said uh, I didn't realize when we were in the midst of reading Hob that I would come to appreciate it mm-hmm. um and so I'm trying really hard now to leave that door open. <laughs> I'm trying. Obviously, I'm not doing great. Um, but there, I think there is something to be said for if your book can only be appreciated upon a reread, I, that, that's a bit of a fail for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, if, you, if you're going to say, hey, you're going to appreciate it more and differently upon rereads, great. That's totally fair. You know, who's got two thumbs and loves the Silmarillion? This guy. <laughs> but um, but if I can't enjoy it on a first read, then, you know. Eh. Yeah. Then you probably missed this, something. This book, I will say, one of the challenges we're facing. <laughs> will you? <laughs> yes, maybe. One of the challenges we're facing is that plot-wise, we're not being driven forward a lot with plot. Like we, Yes, events are happening, but there is character development or there is character stuff happening Mm -hmm. inside this uh, especially inside the fellowship i mentioned last time be aware of what is unique about each care about each member of the fellowship why is that and at the end of the quest you kind of get to see okay it's because bias needed each of these individuals to be able to do something on this quest specifically um he couldn't get to the spirit without having uh logan there who can speak to spirits Pharaoh, because she is... She her, can hold the stone. She can hold the stone. She's genetically part of the... She's part other demon. Side, other side. Yeah. She can hold the stone there. Um, what so was like, Pharaoh's... Or not Pharaoh, Giselle's point. Okay, I, that's... Ooh, that's... Good question. All right. Where this gets into our book going. three predictions. Yeah. All right, so there, one of my book three predictions is that Baez is going to die, uh, and he knows he has to die for some reason. You know, I can only execute this part of the plan if... I'm executed. Right? Only to come back as Baez the White. Uh, <laughs> right. No, Baez, Baez knows that he needs somebody, much like the Northman that you were talking about, Ken, he needs somebody who can hold the group together after he's gone, and he's grooming Giselle for that. With his newfound perspective. Um, and, you know, maybe somebody who can uh, chop off Malchus Kwai's head, or yeah. something, in, you know, in case of danger, break. <laughs> break, yeah. break apprentice. So. Yeah, when Malchus Kwai tackles him and dives over a cliff with him. Giselle's like, like, ah, this is why I'm... This is my moment. This is my moment. So, yeah. I don't know, Ryan, is there... Is there anything that you do... Oh, no, let me... Let me go back. You said this is a tough book to talk about without getting to book three. Can you remember going through it for the first time? And did you feel some of these frustrations um, the first time you read it yes and why did you keep going what was it that drew you along because this was before we were actually i know we'd said we were going to do it on the yeah. podcast but this is a while ago 
Um, I think some of it was just, I'm not entirely a completionist, but I have a hard time not, like, because yeah. I always assume that there's something around the corner that's yeah. going to make me Same. do this. And so yeah. do that. But I do remember the first time going through that there were large sections, especially having listened to it on audiobook, that, you know, I'm two more chapters down and all of a sudden we've changed point of view. And I don't remember anything that happened because I just wasn't interested, attached to it. Um, as I think said, again, that's part of the reason why I think I'm enjoying so much more on the reread is having all those pieces. Um, I I can appreciate the, the things that are happening behind the scenes that you are not being told to look at. Right, but the first time you felt similarly? Yeah, okay. yeah, first time. Um, I just don't remember. I remember the first time reading it going, just kind of feeling, okay, it's it's, it's, it's fine, it's fine through most of it yeah and getting frustrated also with things like okay which one's canadius which one's juvens which one this i i just i remember i loved glockta i hated glockta the first loved glockta when i finished um but with with the names the the canadians the canadians the canadians those those damn canadians who are so good at building stuff Um, no, what's his name? Canadius. Canadius is the master maker. And Juvens was the, the, the head of magician. the magi. Right, okay, right. With those kind of names and some of the history, I wouldn't, I at least I don't think, I don't think I would have this problem, again, if it had been introduced reasonably early in the book. And here's why we're going on the quest, and here's some of the history that you need to know about. And then it gets brought up every once in a while. We've had these names get brought up, but with no context. It's kind of like when... Um, when I I worry about spoiling things for people, but there are situations where it's like, look, if I tell you that, you know, uh, Frodo and Smeagol fall into the cracks of Orodruin um, and, you know, and, and thus ends the story, if you don't know those words and those names, like it, it will mean nothing to you and it's just, it's not sticky. It'll just slip right out of your yeah. memory. And so it's like you're not spoiling anything at all mm-hmm. without any context. In a similar way, it's like, yeah, he's given us these names several times throughout the story, but with no context, I don't, I, I can't retain right. who these people are and and what their relationships are. There is a recurring story that has been told multiple times, and I'm curious if you guys remember it. Like, it's every time. Is it the death of the maker? Yeah, the the sequence where he. Uh, they keep bringing up where Baez cast down Juvens, right? No, it's got to be Canadius, yeah. He well, he... Because it's Canadius' daughter that he falls in love with right. in yes, that's, the house that's of the maker. For, yeah. Is that, yeah, it's the story of Baez having to... How he becomes the first of the Magi and how he becomes right. this because he has right. to do all that. That and, story keeps getting told. And I, but I it want, keeps getting told a little differently. That's right. that's I want to know where, what... What do you guys know about that? <laughs> so, okay. Ken, do you want to take this one well, or do you he, want me to do it? Uh, Baez was Juven's apprentice. Yes. Right. They had a falling out, so he went to apprentice with Canadius, um, fell in love with his daughter, who is... Um, she's special, a kid locked in the basement. Special, yeah, special because she, uh, as a tool, for some yeah. reason, like she's the only one that can handle <laughs> all of Canadius's, uh, um magical devices and stuff like that or, yeah. or whatever. Um, and that messes up all of Canadius's plans. So there's a, a fight and a falling out. And so he, I can't remember if he kills Canadius and then runs back to Juvens or if he just runs back to Juvens and then they both kill Canadius or 
something like that. But but Juven's is is back in because you've got all of Canadians' uh, secrets, and I want them. You mean Baez? Baez. Baez has in. all of Canadians' yeah. secrets. Yeah, so he goes back to Juven's, and Juven's is all in on this because he wants the secrets that Baez has. Right. But Baez, but. Yeah, the way that the story is presented at the beginning in in book one is, um, you know, I and the other magi uh, we threw down the master maker, right? Mm-hmm. And now as we're getting more pieces of the story, it sounds like it was more one on one, him versus Canadius, um, and it wasn't like a group effort, right? Um, anyway, and so it sounded a little more teamworky at the beginning, and now it's I screwed up and some people died. Um, a little more that way. It, it, am I reading the progression of the You're story? You're right. Neither of you has mentioned the reasoning behind it, though. Right behind what? Casting yeah. him down. Yes. I I don't know if this is the reason, but I do know that Canadius um, he kills his own daughter. Yes. Right. Yeah. In order to not let. Like I, I that I don't know why I don't. Yeah, that's don't that, that's mainly the thing is like okay, the catching the element of that Baez was in love with his daughter and then Canadius kills her. Yeah, just, he yeah, throws her off the, tower. Off the tower. Yeah, these um, are the two things I've got so far. Kalul wanted and Baez both. They're, they're like <laughs> brothers or something. Yeah, and they they both are. I don't know if it's brothers by blood or brothers by adoption as as magi. I'm assuming mm-hmm. it's the second. Uh, but they both want power. Baez has a as a mad boner for power, and that's why he is all about. Yeah. Thanks for that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I appreciate. It. He uh, <laughs> he. Uh, that's why he's with Canadius in the first place. He wants all the secrets, and Kalul wants power too. But he they're they're willing to break different laws to get it. Mm-hmm. Um, Baez will break the first law and consort with demons and the other side and all that, and Kalul is going to break the second law and eat the flesh of men and become an eater and and create an army of eaters, but I don't know why. Mm-hmm. I, I don't understand. Is it just like you want to overrun the world with eaters and be the chief eater, uh, the, 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 the head of the world, and, and that's it? That's your whole goal? Or, or And Baez just wants all the power, and that's where this is heading? I don't – that's where I, I'm lost. That's where I get lost, I, all the muddy things. There's there's going to be a wonderful conversation that you will get to <laughs> that, <laughs> about reasons – Okay. Okay. Well, that's, I I think this is kind of where I actually want to end the discussion for today because I, there's a part of me that really wants to just tear into the philosophy of nihilism, like, you know, like a bowl of fiddle faddle. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Well, which it, what you do with a bowl of fiddle faddle is you throw it in the garbage, right? And so, uh, (laughs) um, there's a part of me that wants to get into that. I will say that as of right now, I'm kind of angry that I am reading this series because <laughs> I find nihilism to be not just unattractive, but but um, it's it's dangerous mm-hmm. uh, on a, not just on a personal level, but on like a macro level. Uh, if, if enough people are nihilistic, watch what happens oh, yeah. Yeah. for the last. 10 years of our politics or you know whatever like it, nihilism are. is very very bad um and i i i reject it in the way that it rejects everything i reject it right because i i want things to mean something i need yeah. things to mean something and that includes my stories okay so mm-hmm. um i so like i said i'm not going to get into a huge 
discussion of this right now. We'll save it till maybe the end of book three and we'll see if <laughs> how things get tied together and, and if this is in if. fact a nihilistic series uh, or if it's not, we shall see. But right now I'm like, screw this. Um, nihilism bad. Yeah. That's where I'm at with this series. I think so. we're all in alignment there. Well, I don't know about Ryan. <laughs> oh, no, no. I, I laugh because your discussion about nihilism on en masse is pretty much the point of the second trilogy that he writes. Awesome. Oh, Yo, you mean the cool. one I won't be reading then? Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I thought it was good. I really enjoyed the second trilogy, but it's the last book is called The Wisdom of Crowds. Uh, so you oh. can imagine. And if you know where that phrase comes from, then you have an idea. Of, well, anyway. So, um, that's just why it made me laugh. I was like, yeah, that's, that's a big plot point of all three of the second trilogy <laughs> well oh we'll see we'll see where the first one ends up do you guys have any other final thoughts you want to throw out there i want to see how these three storylines tie together if they tie together because i'm hoping they do obviously well i'm there are small connections between the fellowship and the gurkish because it's Baez versus kalul but i don't understand how the northern storyline fits into it yet yeah. and i'm I'm quite interested to see if at all they fit together. I also want to see if Logan and the uh, band of barbarians get back together. Because if they don't, if they that, don't, that would be upsetting. Yeah, if if they don't have a, a reunion, then I'm going to be pissed. Yeah. So. Do you do you predict that uh, that all these storylines will kind of coalesce geographically? I think that they all end up back in the same place somehow. Well, maybe not Glockter, but I think that. Baez and the Northmen, or the Baez's group, the Fellowship and the Northmen, I think they end up in the same place somehow. Okay. Not sure how, but they've got to because, <laughs> well, again, if Logan and the group don't <laughs> don't get back together, I'm going to be pissed. So. You know, Ryan's not much of a squirmer, you know, like you're, it's not like you're, you're shifting in your mm -hmm. seat or something, but just watching your facial muscles twitch <laughs> yeah. as we talk about these things, um, you're, you're quite squirmy at the moment yeah. and it's pretty amusing. I, I, I trust Joe Abercrombie as an author a lot more than I thought I would. Okay. So that's probably the best way I can put that. All right. Um, After you've read it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's, I have the benefit of, I don't need faith on this one because I've yeah. seen what he does. So, <laughs> you know, I honestly, it's for me, it's not faith in the author. Uh, honestly, it's faith in you, man. Yeah. Uh, you have told me that this series is worth reading um well i mean and we've promised people that yeah. we would read it right so we're, i'm not gonna stop uh but but if you were if you had come to me after that first time you read the trilogy and, and you said i finished it and i was like in three days geez wow. um or whatever it was you read it fast you and i said how was it and you said it's really good and i said okay great that kind of mm -hmm. takes some of the the weight off uh the yeah. uncertainty right so so it's it's you in whom I place my trust. Sorry, Joe. <laughs> Please come on our author's shelf series. <laughs> and I'm just here because a lot of the Discord listeners said, Ken's going to love the punching. And, and do you? So far, they're not wrong. Yeah, it's it's good action. Abercrombie knows how to write an action sequence. And the romances. I mean, Logan oh and Pharaoh. And <laughs> Logan and Pharaoh, honestly, that is the best relationship to read in the book so far. Um, it, they, they really are they're frustrating they're frustrating and awkward and and not great but. every other relationship is like <laughs> Kalthus and uh, the dog man and uh, you know well that we've got uh Artie and, Artie yeah. and um and Giselle. Glockta? Glockta kind of 
But I, but I feel like that they interact. It's the only time you ever see her is when she's interacting with him. I'm hopeful, and I've always appreciated story or uh, uh, relationships like this in story where two people of the opposite sex can just be friends and not have to be romantically linked. And I hope that's where Glockton and Artie are. Uh, we'll okay, see. Ken. We understand being ugly makes it easier to do that's that. True, so. you would know. Says the guy with the porn <laughs> stash. <laughs> And on that note, thanks everybody for listening. This has been episode something or other in which we discuss part two of Before They Are Hanged. Thanks for listening. Appreciate that. Go to thelegendarium.com for all the reasons I mentioned at the top of the show. Um, and if, if you enjoy this series, I hope you don't hate me as much as all of the Robin Hobb fans did. Um, I, I hope you're rooting for me to enjoy this series more by the end than I do right now. But I'm, I'm genuinely like a little upset. Uh, that I'm reading these books. So we'll find out where I land. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. But uh, for now, thanks for listening and we will see you next time.